I'm your host, Beth Brandon, and uh, today we're going to be talking about goals. That's right, we're going to be talking about goals. In fact, this episode is the goal. So, before we jump in, this whole series is called Procrastination is Imperfect. And I think it's really important for me to talk about that because it's Tuesday night at about 10.18 p.m. This podcast will be released at midnight this Wednesday, so in less than two hours. And I'm sitting here and I'm recording it because procrastination happens to the best of us and we're not always perfect at productivity all of the time. And that's okay. So, this episode is the goal. So my overall goal for this episode is going to be to complete the episode. In order to do that, I had to start small. I had to figure out, what am I going to talk about? Okay, I want to talk about micro goals. I want to talk about success spirals. I want to talk about building small habits. And I want to talk about how big goals aren't always the thing that we want to be doing. And then, you know, we will touch a little bit on big goals, but, you know, that's not really what this episode's going to be about. It's going to be about starting small. So let's go ahead and and, and let's let's jump into that, shall we? So there's a ton of really good articles. We've, we've got some from the Harvard Business Review, Forbes. Um, you know, I mentioned Nick Winter before in a couple other episodes. And while his book, uh, The Motivation Hacker, was not necessarily my most favorite read, I will say his, uh, his chapter and focus on success spirals and micro goals are, are really awesome. So I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit and why it's so important. And then also, um, I want to talk about uh, whooping uh, as the last thing that we're going to talk about, um, which actually comes from uh, learningscientist.org, which is a bunch of like neuroscientists who are studying cognitive behavior and how it helps in school. So um, let's talk about these micro goals. I first want to reference um, I want to reference an article from Forbes, and it's by uh, Lewis Howes, and it's it's called "Why Thinking Small Is the Secret to Big Success." Now, Lewis Howes is a lifestyle entrepreneur, former professional athlete, and in 2012 he was an Olympic hopeful with the U.S a men's national team for team handball. Um, He does a ton of stuff. He's got a podcast. He likes salsa dancing. He's got a website. Reading his bio uh, for the article. So he 
he makes a really good point, and, and it's a point that is repeated over and over again, and it's talked about by Nick Winter, and it's talked about by anyone who says to focus on starting small before getting big. And the idea is it's important to build confidence. And so if you make a big goal that's not easily obtainable and you don't succeed, you're knocking your confidence. And the more that you do that over and over again, you're going to knock your confidence until it feels like a lot of stuff is impossible. And that is unhelpful. So let's talk about micro goals first. Okay. So this article by uh, Sabina Nawaz in the Harvard Business Review. It's a little bit more recent. It's January 20th, 2020. Woo. It's called To Achieve Big Goals, Start With Small Habits. And I think it's really interesting to think about these small goals, not necessarily as goals, but as habits, and how those habits can then turn into creating small goals, or vice versa, depending on how you set this up. So a really great thing that they talk about is, like, say you want to do more reading. Rather than saying, I'm going to read for an hour every night, no, 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 back it up, back it up. I'm going to read for 45 minutes. Nope, 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 nope. Read for 30 minutes. No. They, they push people to really create a small goal. This is what they come up with in the article, what they tell people to do who want to read more. What you need to start with is read a paragraph. Okay? Just a paragraph. That's the habit. And they talk about a lot of these really great ideas. You know, it, it could be you want to meditate more, do breathing exercises, a minute, 30 seconds, something really, really small. And one thing that they talk about that's super helpful is to tack it on with something that you do already without thinking. So you want to do something more, um, maybe tack it on at the same time that you're washing the dishes, or they mention brushing your teeth or waiting for your coffee to brew or uh, you know, listening to a podcast while you're in the shower. We talked about this a little bit when we talked about time management. It's filling up that quote-unquote dead time, right? What's something that I can do while I'm doing this thing that I have to do, like your commute, that doesn't move any forward. So maybe listening to a book, an audiobook, or a podcast, or something like that while you're driving. Same goes for these small habits. Tack them onto something that you're already doing just to make it one more thing that you're already doing. It's going to help you start to do those things. Now, you're three weeks in, you've been doing this daily, and all of a sudden you're like, shoot, this feels really easy. Like This is too easy. This is, this is the next step. This is where these micro goals come in. Make it bigger. okay? And when you complete that one, make that bigger. And when you complete that one, make that bigger. And the important thing with this is that you are building confidence. Confidence, right? People say confidence is key, and they're not wrong. And that's why micro goals are so important. And this is where I want to combine it with the idea of a success spiral. So I think I may have talked about this before uh, a few episodes back when talking about procrastination. And I want to talk about it again uh, from the lens now of not procrastinating, but moving forward in your goals. So Pierce Steele, uh, a leading researcher on procrastination, he 
has the procrastination equation, okay? And so he talks about uh, what creates procrastination or motivation, okay, depending on where it is. So your motivation, this is like an actual equation, so motivation equals expectancy times value over impulsiveness times delay. So you're dividing your expectancy and your value by your impulsiveness and your delay. Now one thing this Forbes article that I mentioned earlier, why thinking small, the secret to big success, is belief. And that's exactly what the uh, procrastination equation is talking about when they're looking at the word expectancy. Expectancy isn't how long you expect it's going to take or anything like that. It's do you think you can do the thing? And if you don't have that belief in yourself, that's going to be low. And if you are maybe feeling it's that important because you don't think you're going to get it done anyway, your value is going to be low. And that's going to allow for that impulsiveness and delay to take over. And you're going to have very low motivation, all mostly because you don't have belief in yourself that it's a thing that you can do. Using micro goals allows you to build that belief through something called a success spiral. Pierce Steele also focuses on the idea of a success spiral. Basically, he wants you to build optimism, belief in yourself, confidence, your expectancy. And you do that by allowing yourself to complete goals. And they can't just be you know, mm, I'm going to pat my dog on the head and, and move on with my life. Well, that is a really good thing to do. You should still do that. What they're really focusing on is something that's meaningful to you. It might be a little bit challenging, but it's super achievable. And so make sure that you pick things that you know you can do, right? Make sure you do something that you can truly do. Um, so Steele recommends for people just, you know, starting out. Um, and this is, again, from another article that I'm going to be posting in the show notes or the link for it. It is often best to have process or learning goals rather than product or outcome goals. That is, the goals are acquiring or refining new skills or steps, the process, rather than winning or getting the highest score, the product, end quote. That's one thing about school that I think we've done very, very wrong. All through K through 12, the focus is getting a GPA so that you can get into college, right? And once you get into college, yeah, you know, GPA, you want to make sure you have a pretty good one so you stay in good academic standing. Maybe you want to get some scholarships. I get it. But the whole point of college and this is something my uncle said to me, and I, and I hold it very dear and true and close, and I think it's really important, is the whole goal of college is to learn how to learn. And when we're only focused on the product, that grade, that GPA, we really forget about the process. So when I say micro goals, I'm not saying... I want to read an entire chapter for this class in one night. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you've never read a college textbook, no, they are not exciting and they're not fun. Not all the time, right? And so 
a chapter of a college textbook could also be like 50, 60, 70 pages. So committing to sitting down in one go, in one night after you've gone to class and worked and done friends or family things, it's near impossible. And the less you're able to succeed at it, the less you're even going to want to try. So here's what we do. First night, you read a paragraph. Or maybe you read for two minutes. Second night, you read two paragraphs. Maybe you read for four minutes. And you keep pushing it forward. And if it gets to a point where like 10 minutes is feeling hard, do 10 minutes for two nights in a row until it doesn't feel so hard anymore. And then do 15 minutes. Create these small goals and build upon each success. You're going to build your confidence. You're going to build your belief in yourself. And you're going to build your tolerance to doing things that may not be the most exciting. You're going to strengthen the part of your brain that allows you to focus on reason and responsibility. So... Let's go back to, to um, Nick Winters here. So he, like I said, talks about Pierce Steele's, or Pierce Steele's uh, success spiral quite a bit in his book, and I found that really, really helpful. And that is another thing that he really focuses on, is the idea of belief and the idea of confidence. And he says, make sure that when you set up a goal, you set it up in a way so that you don't ever fail it. We, as people, are incredibly optimistic. Um, we truly believe, more often than not, that we can get done more done in the amount of time that we have than we're usually actually able to do. And when, we, when we're overly optimistic like that, that's when we can set ourselves up for failure. So let yourself be a little bit skeptical here. And if you think you can achieve something, do something a little bit smaller so then you know that you absolutely can do it. There's nothing wrong with setting yourself up for success. That's all you really want in life, right, is to be successful. So start with small successes and work your way to the big ones. All of this stuff, I've said it over and over again, it all takes practice, right? Getting you know, organized takes practice. Uh, time management takes practice. Learning how to study takes practice. All of this requires practice, and so does this. Setting goals, starting small, working your way up, gaining strength, gaining confidence in your abilities. It all takes practice. And so I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Um, as you start out with these micro goals, maybe you pick too big of a goal the first time and you do fail. Yeah. Then you learn, you try something smaller. And I would say stick with that specific goal and then just cut it back even more. In fact, so, uh, some of the advice that these articles give is to actually look back on past goals that you were really excited about, that you wanted to do, and then you didn't. You wanna look at those goals, see where things went wrong, and then you want to um, try breaking that goal into smaller steps, into more micro goals. And going from there, uh, you'll probably be able to complete that goal as long as you space it out and do it through a series of micro or small or tiny goals, right? So 
that's micro goals. I think that's the most important thing, especially as you're starting out um, at college or maybe you've changed your major and you're feeling uncomfortable with new subjects or you are looking to start college applications but you're feeling really stressed out. Great micro goal for that. Go to the homepage of the university you're interested in. Don't have to apply right now, but go to the homepage. See what it's about. Tomorrow, go to the homepage, see if you can find the admissions page. Day after that, you know where the homepage is, you know where the admissions page is. Go there, click the button to apply. Usually you have to kind of sign in, make an account, do that, chill. Write down your username, password. The day after that, come in, log in, start your application. I don't care if you finish it, but just start it and keep moving forward a little bit more every day. And once you get that first one out of the way, that second time you do it, boom, boom, you go to the home page, and then you go to the admissions page. And then the next day, you click and you log in. And then the next day, at home, admissions, log in, fill out your full application. And then the next time, you're gonna be able to do more of those things in one go without feeling intimidated. You've already done two. You know you can do this third one, right? So you can use this just as easily for anything that you put towards your life. You wanna learn guitar? Cool. Set out a guitar the first day. I don't even care if you touch it. Just get it out, you know, set it down, have it out and about in a room with you. Next day, pick it up. Strum it a couple times. Put it down if you want. The next day after that, you got some chord cards. Pick it up. See if you can figure out how to arrange your hand in just one chord. If it sounds bad, doesn't matter. The next day, pick it up. Try that chord again. Same thing. Do that chord until you can play it and it sounds good right? Keep trying, but with small, tiny goals. Something that's super, super doable. Okay. So now I really want to kind of talk about SMART goals. I'm sure you may have heard um, of a SMART goal before uh, that is using, it's a mnemonic device. And there's a lot of parentheses, not parentheses, variants but usually it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Now, um, a lot of these could be in line with the micro goals, but like I said, when we look at this and the parameters are so loose, attainable, relevant, these things don't necessarily guide you toward a a, a SMART goal, okay? So, um, the example this article gives of, instead of saying, I'm going to sail around the world as my goal. You would want to say it as to have completed my trip around the world by December 31st, 2027. So obviously they recognize that's quite a lofty goal in the article, but uh, giving yourself a period of time uh, is really good. So SMART goals are great because they can also, if done right, help with procrastination, right? So we talked about that success spiral and we talked about the... uh, procrastination equation, right? That piece down there that talks about delay, that's how much time you have from where you are now until whatever it is you're trying to do is due. So if you do your SMART goals in series and you create checkpoints for yourself, if that goal has a due date that's closer to you, it will decrease the delay which will then increase motivation because you have that urgency attached to it. 
And so when you give it T or a time bound uh, moment or a deadline, that allows you to um, push forward because you know when you need to do it by, create some urgency, things like that. Relevant, uh, they also have parentheses here, rewarding. That's gonna be something that's actually applicable to what you're doing. So we've talked about reading for class, we've talked about applying for scholarships, you wanna learn how to play guitar, we've talked about that. So, you know, if your goal overall is to get a college degree, then anything you're doing in college is relevant to that goal. So break that down into smaller micro goals. Yes, doing your reading is not gonna be the funnest thing in college but it is relevant to your overall goal so make sure that you break that reading down into micro goals and get it done attainable again with the micro goals start small don't start so big that you just you just completely bury yourself under no i can't before you even gotten started measurable or meaningful is how they say it you know make sure that it is something that carries weight, right? So if your micro goal, so let's say your, your, your overall goal is to learn how to do a backflip on a trampoline. If one of the first micro goals that you create or a smart goal to get yourself there is to drive around the block, that has nothing to do with that overall goal. It's not meaningful. You can't measure it in terms of moving towards success overall. It's, it doesn't help, right? So make sure that it's measurable or meaningful to what you're trying to do. And then last but not least is specific. Getting a degree is a very non-descript or non-specific um, goal. There's a lot of different ways you could do that. So then breaking it down into multiple separate goals makes it a little bit more specific. Right. I want to take, you know, this many classes this semester. I want to focus on this subject this semester, or I want to make sure I get all my reading done in the first week. That's a really great small goal to break it down into and keep going from there. So with SMART goals, again, remember you want to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay. So trying to stay on time here. We got about seven more minutes. And, uh, and then I, I, uh, I'm going to actually do announcements at the end because I just jumped into this. What is a set way to do this? <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is by Marianne Fallon. Uh, this is a blog post for learningscientist.org. Uh, Marianne Fallon, PhD, is an associate professor of psychological science at Central Connecticut State University, and she's taught undergraduate research methods. Uh, and some other stuff for over 10 years. She is an author. Um, she's a cognitive psychologist. So again, she focuses on uh, learning, memory, perception, motivation, kind of cognitive behavioral stuff. And um, yeah, she focuses on mindset and, and growth mindset and things like that. So she talks about uh, a cognitive strategy by Dr. Gabriel Ottingen or Ottingen, I could be pronouncing that wrong, but it is called the WHOOP strategy. And WHOOP stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, and Plan. What does that mean? Well, we're going to find out together. 
So when you articulate a wish or when you, you focus on a wish, it's something that you're going to care about. It's got to be something that's a little bit challenge. But again, as we talk about with micro goals, it's attainable. It's something that you can do. You don't want to think about it for too long. You want to know, this is what I want to do, and then move on. The next thing you want to do is focus on the outcome, what you would like to achieve from that, right? How it's going to make you feel. Um, in this, it's recommended in this blog that you try to condense that feeling to three to six words. So that's this is a good time to, to give yourself a little bit of time to visualize writing about that feeling. Now, you've got your wish and you've got your outcome that you're really excited about. Yeah, you're going to think about those obstacles that stand in your way. This sort of reminds me of a SWOT analysis, which is a very different nerdy thing to assess um, you know, challenges that might come up during uh, the creation of a program or organization, right? So thinking about your obstacles for your goal, anything that's going to be in your way, right? So, and, and the thing that's wild about obstacles is there's a lot and they can be all sorts of things. So it could be like a you thing. It could be a me thing. It could be a work thing. There's a whole lot of other things, right? So, um, you can really get bogged down and caught up in this and that can really start to crush your belief. So this blog suggests that you identify no more than two obstacles that you know from experience is going to be the thing that you're going to come up against most likely. Don't nitpick about the teeny tiny things. Well, you know, I could on Friday stub my toe or maybe break it and then I wouldn't be able to do this thing on Saturday. And if I came to the thing on Saturday, the whole thing unravels. So that's just not going to work. Right. Not, not do that. Just focus on the big important things that, that are more than likely to happen. And then after that, create a plan. And that is where these beautiful, wonderful, lovely micro goals come in. I love the example that they have in this article because it is, it, it seems like a really good goal to break down into micro goals. So here's the, here's the plan. For example, if I don't understand that, this is verbatim quotes from this, um, this link to this will be in the show notes. If I don't understand my profession, professor's expectations for this assignment, I will email my professor specific questions for clarification. That's the plan, right? And so to break that down to micro goals, what you're going to do is you're going to read the assignment requirements or maybe just read the question that you have to write about or the project you have to do about or learn about, create. And then you're going to uh, maybe look at the rubric, see how it has to be done. And then if you don't understand it, that's when you're gonna email your professor, okay? So you're gonna break that down, that plan into three different micro goals. Um, they suggest that you construct your plan in a way so that you can um, have a cause and effect. If this happens, then this. If I do this, then this. If this doesn't happen, then this. And they suggest that you visualize your plan and you say it back to yourself at least three times. So um, it's important. Um, this researcher says that you need to complete that in that exact order. So the wish, the... Um, outcome, the obstacles, and the plan in that order. 
So some other things that they say, you know, similar to those micro goals, take your time, don't rush, make sure um, that if you're focusing on obstacles, it's not necessarily those external things like the stubbing of your toe. You can't always control those, but you can control the obstacles you prevent or present to yourself. Um, basically, just really focus on using this to create an outline for a goal. I think you could either use this whoop thing or the smart thing, but what's going to be really, really important is that you continue to utilize those micro goals to build up your confidence to move further and further into that overall big goal. Okay. So that's really what I want to talk about this episode. Um, the three big parts, the micro goals and success spiral that comes with them, the smart goals and the whoop. So my challenge to you all is go out there and, uh, I don't know, set a couple micro goals for yourself and try to complete them every day for a week and see how that feels and then go from there. That's my challenge. Um, like I said, now I'm going to jump in and do announcements. I do apologize. I had a, a, a Ricola uh, in my mouth, not sponsored. Um, for this, just um, have uh, some allergies going on and um, just uh, got a bit of irritation in my throat from that. Um, and I also just got my flu shot today and I'm feeling a little firmer. So um, got that going on. Um, I also wanted to say, as always, our website, podcast collegetalk.weebly.com is there and available um, with resources and all sorts of good stuff if you ever need them. And I uh, just want to plug one more time, next podcast, um, I will be releasing the name of our newest guest um, because the podcast will actually release after I interview them. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's definitely... Um, you know, obviously I love all the guests that I've had on my show, but it's, it's sort of a, a, a bigger name. Um, this is a person who's been on other success podcasts and I'm pretty excited and honored, um, to have this person on college talk. I think they're going to bring a lot of really amazing knowledge and the whole goal is going to be focused on, um, you know, medical school, you know, maybe some law school, grad school stuff, how to do that affordably and um, how to help students figure out the steps they need to take to get there. And so that's going to be what the interview in the episode is about. Um, I'm so excited for this guest. I'm super nervous also. So um, I'm just really pumped and excited to announce it. Um, I'll also be posting on our Instagram um, that week, like I haven't done in a while. That's just at Podcast College Talk on Instagram. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you ever have any questions, you can always email me again, podcastcollegetalk at gmail.com. I'm happy to help out um, and chat with you there. Um, and as always, it has been fantastic chatting with you Get here. Ready. I'm going to start.